Welcome to The Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. That retirement and all that stuff. He didn't say that. I've heard people say that before, and it's just, it just is ridiculous. Who, who said you had to do those things? Who, like, what, where, like, who set the rules? What rules? Just the rules of, I have to make sure, more, I mean, I get it. Those things are good things. But who said, like, you have to just live for retirement or plan away? Like, for me, the way I think, and I mean, you can call this whatever you want to call it. This is just the way my mind works, and... Let's just pray that this podcast never gets super uh, popular. <laughs> Can we talk about something? Um, how much I hate this book. <laughs> what book is it? Uh, you know, Crazy Love, the one I suggested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Crazy Love. What's going on, Matt? What did, what did you have for breakfast this morning? We'll start off with that. I had no breakfast. I had coffee. How do people do that? I had toast with cream cheese over top and a egg firm laid on top of that, squirted some ketchup on it. I got no time for that. It's good. And coffee and orange juice. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Crazy love. We were in chapter 10, the crux of the matter. And uh, I think, you know, they keep saying this is the last chapter, but I see another chapter after this. Uh, so this is like the second to last chapter. Yes. Um, so what's this, uh, what's this book all about? What's this chapter all about? The crux of the matter. It's kind of we, just bringing it, it's bringing it all together. It's calling me out and it's annoying. It is kind of an annoying book uh, a little bit. Yeah, there are times when, like in this chapter, there's one thing I just flat don't agree with. But What is it? I'd love can, to know. We, we can talk about that later. Oh, you want to talk about it now? Okay. Yeah, let's just get to it. <clears throat> okay, so, uh, man, this this one I'm really sensitive about. Uh, you know, on chat 168, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, quote, unquote. Then we live and plan like we don't believe God even exists. We try to set up our lives set our lives up so everything will be fine, even if God doesn't come through. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to plan. You're supposed to prepare. You're supposed to get ready. And to be prepared means to to store away, you know, like save your money. Retirement's coming up. You're going to get older. You're not going to be 25 and you're not going to feel like 25. You may think you're 25, but you don't. You're you're not going to bounce like you used to in 25. And so then we live and plan like we don't believe God even exists. Men are. It, it is so hard to not hard. Okay, let's just talk about the day. Um. Can you walk around and just totally have the have God in front of you, in front of your eyes all the time, all the time? You've got to drive a car, you got to mow the grass, you got to pick up the kids, you got to coach this, you got to watch TV with your wife, you got to have dinner, breakfast, you got to go to sleep, and and He makes it seem like if you're just not totally consumed and and. And just, I don't know, 
How do, how do you function? Okay, okay. You can be sold out. You can be obsessed. All right. But how do you? How does that person get through a day and just take care of taxes and uh, retirements and and taking care of your car and maintenance on your house and there's stuff we got to do and they just poo poo that. Okay, so what do you want to do? Live in a wigwam somewhere? You know what? <sighs> there you go. There's my there's my problem. Now I like a lot of stuff in the chapter. I do. Yeah. Just don't. You know, oh, Jesus is coming back, so there's no reason to, you know, be thinking about retirement and all that stuff. And he didn't say that, but I've heard people say that before, and it's just it just is ridiculous. Who who said you had to do those things? Who like what? Where? Like who set the rules? What rules? Just the rules of I have to make sure. I mean, I get it. Those things are good things. But who said like you have to just live for retirement or plan away? Like for me, the way I think, and I mean, you can call this whatever you want to call it. This is just the way my mind works. And let's just pray that this podcast never gets super uh, popular. (laughs) That's what I was looking forward to. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be so blessed that money is never a thought. Does that make sense? Uh, I know what you're trying to say, but that's impossible. It's not impossible. They did it all throughout the Bible or all throughout the old, like Solomon and King David. Now they had purposes for their riches, but their money, like, and I'm not talking about like necessarily like financial, but I just want to be so blessed that I don't worry. I just don't worry. I don't like worrying. It's not something I try to do. It's not something I strive for, but yet it's something that's a part of everybody's life. Like well, what happens if the economy crashes? What happens if I lose my job? What happens if I don't have enough money? Like, what? Okay. You just going to fold it up and quit. You know, no, you're going to, you're going to do what you need to do and you're going to trust God for the rest and just live at peace. Like live your life. Stop. You know, if I could take two, kids like Harrison Grant. <clears throat> I can solve I can solve a lot of their problems if they would just listen to me and do this one thing. Just I mean there's more than one thing, you know. Of course you got to, you know, give your life choose Jesus as your Lord and Savior and stuff like that and all that's important. Very important. <laughs> the <laughs> most <laughs> important thing. <laughs> yeah, just do those blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But the other thing is save 10%. Yeah. Everything you make, Grant, everything you make. If a guy gives you a dollar, take the dime, throw it in a jar. If you get $50, take $5, put it in in the jar. For the rest of your life, if you'll just save 10%, then by the time you get to 25, 30 or whatever, and now you're in the marriage years and and you're still just in that habit of doing that, you're not going to have much to worry about because the money's going to be there. Especially if you start as young as those guys are. Mm-hmm. No one listens. No one. Uh, I didn't listen. Um, and it's so super simple. I'm just talking about saving 10%. Every time you get something, just dial back the decimal point one. Put it away. You get in the habit of doing that. You're going to have all the money you need. Oh, and then go and invest it. Now, now go and invest that. Yeah. And anyway, sorry. Tangent. Uh, you're talking about having enough money to, you know, not worry about stuff. I, I don't know. If we all studied, if we all started early enough, uh, I 
think that's very doable. I agree. I mean, money within their means. Live within your means, you know. I don't. I don't. But what if the economy crashes? Your money's not worth anything. So you're going to live your whole life wondering if the economy. I'm not. I'm not joking when I say this. And and again, I'm not preaching at people. I'm just saying, like, I don't want it to be something that I stress about having enough money. I just believe that God's going to get me through the next thing. The next thing. Does that mean that I'm not wise with my money? No, that doesn't mean I just go blow it on. Like you see these shows where it's just like these people win the lottery and they're buying like diamond encrusted swords and ridiculous cars that cost a ton of maintenance. Like if this car needs something fixed, if it needs the headlight fix, it's going to cost you 10 grand. You know, Mm -hmm. don't think about those things. Just use common sense and just live your life. I would rather be happy than have all the money in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, but even, even in this conversation, we're talking about one thing. We're talking about money. I would rather have happiness over money. It's just like, I would rather get paid less and be appreciated than paid more. And my boss is just a tyrant, you know, I don't know. This is a, you got me, you got me on a weird day, Scott. Like I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the part of the book that makes me mad. Okay. You're next. The point isn't that exercise or vacations are wrong, but that that we are quick to rationalize our entertainment and priorities yet slow to commit to serving God. The reason it makes me mad is because it's true. And I do that when I leave here or when I get home, I'm not like, you know what, babe, let's have a, let's have a discussion. Let's just talk. Let's, you know, let's do the laundry. Let's fix this. That needs to, I go home and I sit down and I am all about the comfort, you know, I'm all about the, what about me? And basically it's saying like, you're not going to be who you want to be with God. If you're not willing to like put that stuff aside and really go after him, spend time with him. And what's the number one thing that people say that they don't have over money is time. Mm-hmm. And I, I've even been guilty. Where, where am I going to get the time to do that? I, I just spent three hours in front of the TV. You know, that's me time. That's, that's me. That's to help me. Screw you. You know, There's, so you're mad because you're like being, being convicted of this. Oh, called out. I don't like being called out. We're going to change conviction to call it out. out. Okay. I like it. You've been called out. <clears throat> okay. So what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Probably nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, you know, I think it's very important to do things you're passionate about. You know, like with, with the stuff that's going on in my life right now, I think that I can be very passionate about what I'm about to do. You know, I can, not that I wasn't passionate about what, what was going on before, but it's, there's just different seasons in life, you know, and I can do things now that I couldn't do when I was 20. And I could do things when I was 20 that I can't do now that I'm 40, you know, and it's just the so why you need to prepare. Yeah. And again, I would like to retract a statement and just say like, I don't think it's bad to prepare or to plan or 
think about the future. But I will tell you this, my whole life, it's just always worked out. You know, it's just always been okay. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe it's how I was raised. I don't know. I have a decent, I mean, I have a nice house, nothing extravagant. I have a car that runs. I'm cool with it. I have an old beater truck that I love. What year is it? 2002. Yeah. So most people aren't, aren't like searching out 2002, anything, (laughs) (laughs) but I had a 2012 truck Chevy that I gave to Harrison, my oldest son, because he's going to be going off to college. And I'm just like, you know what? Here's his truck just needs a little cleaning up, a little maintenance, nothing crazy. And I love it. Mm. I love it. I enjoy driving it. The AC works, which is a big win. It's a big win. You know? Now, which one are we talking about? The 12 the, or the O2? The O2. O2 still works. That's great. Yeah. I have an O2 Ford Focus and it still blows cold. Let's go. I don't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anything extravagant. Yeah. I, I, I just want my coffee to be there. You know, I, you know, my- I could leave, I could leave a hundred thousand dollars in the seat of my Ford Focus unlocked parked downtown and it would be safer than Fort Knox. No <laughs> one wants to steal a Ford Focus, you know, one look at it and they just walk on by. Yep. And that's uh, that's a that's a good feeling too. But anyway, I joke about that all have the time. Have you tried that? I have not tried that. If you put it to the test, just put a hundred dollar bill on the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. The uh, one of the things that he said, the last thing I'll mention here, uh, last question. Uh, he says we have a God who is the creator, not duplicator. And I I like that statement. I I I thought you know too many times so often you see somebody who's successful. So you try to emulate what they do. You're not called to be that person. You're not supposed to be that person. You're supposed to be the best you that you can be. We already have, we already have one of those people. Yep. We need Matt Clark to be the best Matt Clark. Matt Clark can be and not try to be and, and for myself too. But so often it's not, it's not that you can't draw inspiration from others around you, but there's that, Matt Clark flair flavor, the spice that only you can bring and only we can bring individually. Yeah. Um, and so that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing to me. There's, you know, if you looked at ministry, success would be like, do you have a big following? Do you have a lot of people in your ministry? And I think we need to stop looking at it that way. We need to start looking at it more like are the people in your life better Christians, better people because of your influence, you know? So is that one person? Is that two? I'm, I'm thinking of two people right now that I'm really trying to minister to don't go to church, no involvement in the church. have told me flat out. They don't want to be involved in a church on a regular basis. Um, but I mean, is the goal to get them in church or is the goal to disciple them to reach other people? And so there's no way I can reach these two guys by like putting on a show for them. I've got to be myself to reach these guys. It's the only way. 
And one of them, you know, it's really cool. He cusses a lot. And the other guy knows I'm a pastor. And he didn't know at the time that I, this guy who was cussing didn't know I was a pastor. And the one guy who did was just like, man, you can't talk around him like that. He's a pastor. And I looked at him and I said, if you stop being the way you are, I will not hang out with you. Kind of joking. And he said, okay. That's all he said. See him a few days later. I mean, I mean, not not light cussing. I'm talking like the word, like MF and all just just part of his regular speech patterns. And again, the other guy was just like, man, you can't talk around him like that. He's a pastor. And this guy shot back and said, he told me to be myself, so I'm gonna be myself. And what that does in my mind is just, just it lets this guy know, like, this guy loves God. And he doesn't judge me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And so like something really cool happened. I'm, you know, I'm detailing a car in my garage and who shows up this guy just to sit down and chat. Just, you know, he feels comfortable coming around me. You know, how many, how many of you out there want to just go hang out with a pastor and be like, Hey, you know, most of us wouldn't want to hang out with a pastor because we couldn't be ourselves and talk the way we talk and be the way we are because we're so afraid of what a pastor would think and like, you know, but this guy is fully himself around me and it's led to some really, really cool conversations that I wouldn't have normally had with this guy. If I was just like, Hey dude, I'm a pastor. You can't be talking that way around me. You know, I, I don't know. We need to die. We need to show people we love them. I can't just say it. I got to walk it out. And uh, I think the point of what I was trying to say was I'm never going to change that guy. But hopefully by loving on that guy, God will get the opportunity to change him. The Holy Spirit will be able to do what he does and this guy through our relationship. And that's more important to me than this guy being at church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, it's way more important to me. Uh, that he gets connected and starts learning about God. Will he eventually get to church? Sure. Why not? Uh, he should be because he needs to grow and needs to, you know, hear God's word and be encouraged and be around people who are like-minded. Um, but it all has to start somewhere. And I think we get it backwards sometimes, like get them into church and then we got them and then we'll get them on this, you know, no, no, go, go find them, find out where they're at, minister to them there. And then eventually this guy's going to lead in your church or minister to people who are just like him. And you see, that's how discipleship works. That's how it, that's how it should work. You know, let's say, try to offend me, (laughs) bring it on, you know, see if you can really get me upset about something. I don't know. I'm going to get him. Well, I'm going to close it down here. Sweet. Um, we uh, talked. Uh, we have one more chapter to go. It looks like um, Matt Clark runs the M five, the Matt's Monday morning men's meeting, and so we talk about the chapter in this book. Uh, we'll next week we'll go over the last one, and then we're done, and then we'll go on to something else if we want to do something else. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully, those of you listening out there, um, hopefully this helps. If you have any questions, or you know, if we if we rambled, well, that's. Okay. 
And uh, if we, if you have a question or something came up that you thought uh, you need more clarity on or don't agree with, shoot me an email, Scott at scotttownsend.info. And uh, be glad that more than glad to talk to you about it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, for Matt Clark, this is Scott Townsend. Hey, Matt, have a great day. You too. For Matt Clark, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for watching and listening to the Scott Townsend Show. Have a great day. Everything's going to be all right. And we'll talk to you later. Scott Townsend Show is a Deedso Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Mm-hmm.